A conversation around the NFL worlds. We got Micah Parsons, one of the fastest, and I mean just that, fastest NFL player in the National Football League. And of course, Malik Hooker, most underrated for the Cowboys, dare I say. Let's get it. Really appreciate each and every last one of you all for tuning in to this show. Be sure to smash the like button, join the notification squad for information. Cowboy Nation, also be sure to check out Cowboys Experience for all of the home games we will have here in Dallas an event the day before the game. And I can't wait to see your faces on top of that. Last year we had Parsons to be there, right? And I really want you guys to be there as well. So you guys can meet up with Michael Parsons. Or C.D. Lamb. Let's go. This episode can also be heard on iTunes. Be sure to check us out there. As well as Roku TV devices. And Facebook. Appreciate you all. Let's get it. Come on. Mama said there will be days just like this, right? <laughs> it is what it is. The absence of evidence is not the evidence The offseason is still long. And we got still some of the unknowns. No doubt. Let's get it. Shout out to you, JP Tyson Kemp, K22 Gaming. Appreciate you. Jay Lombardi. Shout out to you, Greg Michael Hooper. See, Nick. Let's get it. They really say, ain't no party like a cowboy party. What about a Law Nation group, huh? Right. What's up? What's good? I hope all is well with all of you all. I appreciate you guys for jumping in. Uh, we have multiple topics today, and I can't wait for this season to kick off. Once again, the Dallas Cowboys will always be the focal point during this offseason because that's just how it rocks. That's how it rolls. That's how it is. That's the flow for it, right? Shout out to you, Melvin. Appreciate you. Uh, David, thank you for jumping in. Uh, appreciate everybody for smashing the like button, sharing this content, and thank those who follow as well. It's always a... <laughs> now, <clears throat> Malik Hooker, he wasn't the starter last season he, he wasn't he was a guy that the Cowboys called upon to help out as a rotational situation and when I did my film assessment on him I, I saw that due to the inefficiencies that we had at linebacker play they played Malik Hooker a lot inside the box and he is a guy and I can't say a, a decent tackler he is a good tackler he come down and he filled. He read the field pretty well. Uh, he explode to the point 
and his redirect game is good. He don't allow the the people to get close to his body and frame. Uh, I like what I saw out of Malik Hooker's uh, film uh, all last season. And to think that majority of the his reps or what have you or snap count was sparingly, flat out sparingly. Um, and, and I really think that the Cowboys heading into the second year with Hooker on their roster – I really think that he will turn the corner to be even better than what he exhibited last season. Now, granted, uh, 37 solo tackles. He had one INT. He had um, nine receptions allowed when ball was passed his way. And he only missed about seven tackles, give or take. Passer rating when targeted was like right at 84, 85-ish, which is pretty good. The safety is the last line of defense, Cowboy Nation. And we'll dive into some of his film analysis or what have you. But Parsons, man, let's talk about this right quick. Parsons is flat out fast. Flat out fast. He's one of the guys that a lot of people will look at and say, man, he, he you know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of the little brother or the little cousin or something like that that always like to challenge the bigger brother or the bigger cousins, right? And then you look back, and he, and he got his work going for him in the right directions. And that's what Parsons remind me of, Cowboy Nation. And you guys can see it. It's contagious. He fights for every spot on the field. He challenges and raises everyone intellect as it relates to chess or even mentality. I recall uh, during the um, was the documentary, the HBO Groove, when LVE was like, "Hey man, can you slow down a little bit? You don't have to make every play." And Parsons was like, "Yeah, I can make every play." But neither here nor there. Uh, shout out to him. But I want to highlight this guy right here, Malik Hooker. Cowboy Nation. As you look, he's down inside the box here. He squeezes off and he makes this tackle. He's down inside the box again, covering the flat. And then from hook to flat, he makes this tackle right here. This is a guy that I truly believe that they gave him a snap count, of course. They didn't want him to uh, play too many reps. But when it was time for Malik Hooker to step up, to show up, and to get down in there in business, he did just that. And when you look at it, whether he played at the top of the roof or down inside, change of direction is there. Watch how he squeezes. He make the tackle here. He gets down inside the box right here, squeezes off, get, get skinny, and he make the tackle. They credit him for the tackle. He playing some defensive line role right there, right? And they did this due to the inefficiencies levels of the linebacker. So when they call 28 to get out there to make some plays, he looked like the old 28 we used to have when his last name was Woodson, you know? So this 28, Malik Hooker, Snuff out, sniff out, and he'll go out there and make plays. Watch this as he come down to field. We need this type of thing. I tell people all the time, do not spoil what you have by desiring the things that you don't because at one point in time, the thing that you do have was something you dream for. Hey, no hesitation to his game. Look, cut this angle off and seven watching as he make tackles, you know. <laughs> and that is what you need out of a, a safety. 
the flexibility aspect to play on top, to play down inside, and to make the necessary read as it relates to cutback responsibilities. And on top of that, if you have foresight to come down and feel, look, no hesitations, nor deviations. I'm coming down to make this tackle right here. While everyone else is playing around with their food, I'm going to cover sideline to sideline. I'm going to cut off the uh, boundary aspect of this play. Look, that is a dog mentality. Squeezes down in there to make this tackle right here. And if you look at Malik Hooker, overall skill set, the speed is there. The physicality is there. And the Cowboys, look, squeezes in there. Look, when you get... Your mindset to put your nose down in there, don't worry about anything else, that goes a long way with me. Off the LOS and still making tackles. Those are things that I look for, and I'm not trying to say that this guy is is end-all, be-all. But, baby, when it's a pinch, I want him to cover. And, of course, they didn't go to this guy again. I know he got the flag on this. He got fined $5,000 for this hit. But, bam, hey. That kid didn't catch a single pass, no more than that entire game, because he, Malik Hooker, put the, the hook to him. And watch, in the middle of the field, I'm not playing around with my food. I come down to make the tackle. While Neil is watching, you see that Hooker is the guy that explode, rally, chase, read, react, explode. Those are things that you look for out of a, a safety Playing at the top, come down while everybody else playing around. I'm going to make the play. You don't watch it as it develop, 18. You come down to make the play, even close to the LOS. You see where it's nasty at? Yeah, let me play my button right here. It's it Mr. Nasty time. So I get it. Some people may look at this as, hey, man, this guy, we really don't value that. No, I value all the things. You know, I want people to look at all plays, not just the interceptions or what have you, and your fluidness of the hips coming down. Look, Curse knew that that was a big boy play. Watch Curse. Yeah, dog. Yeah, dog. You came down. It's Mr. Nasty. Yeah, that's my dog. You know, that's what you're supposed to do as the safety. You the last line of defense, right? You the last person on the team. And they trusted him to play down inside. Watch how he squeezes, get off, and get out there. And they gave him a credit for that tackle there. Squeezing, getting off. And then watch how he catches. I believe this was the interception. Fluid hips. You got to have it oily, right? Cut around. Boom. Give me this ball. Playing that spot on the field. Understanding where I should be at. And, of course, that was a poorly thrown ball, but you got to make them pay. Give the ball back to the number one offense and not afraid to also play close to the LOS. He's making plays better than the linebackers. That is crazy, Cowboy Nation. And this is him. This is going to be a, 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 a out route, and he come down there to secure the tackle. Not playing around with his food. Of course, 27 had a boundary. So, I do like those type of things. I'm just going to let this thing all the way play out. <laughs> just let this all play out flat. Make the tackle. Don't get more yards than necessary. Yeah, yeah, flat cover the tackle. All right, squeeze it down inside. Not looking for the hole there. Fight through the hole to make this tackle on the edge. Fight through it. 
I know this is the playoff game. I wish that Hooker had more and more reps or what have you. And, of course, he's going to help out LVE with the tackle here. Yeah, come down to be that necessary uh, enforcer on a tackle. Go ahead and finish through. Wish he would have clawed for the ball, but neither here nor there. I look for those type of things out of my safety. And this is the one that I know for sure in the hearts of hearts he wish he'd got back. It could have been a pick six. That was the only one. And look how he get mad at everything. But outside of that, Cowboy Nation, go back and watch that last play. You guys can rewind. I can't. But go back and watch that last play. He knew he had that pick six. Yeah, go back and frame for frame. He picked six that one. It would have been the end of the game, right? But um, that's water under the bridge, right? And that's a story of a different day. I, I truly believe Malik Hooker, when I was out there in Oxnard, hear me out. I, I was seeing Malik Hooker rehabbing, rehabbing, right? There was working on getting him together. They was working on slowly integrating uh, Malik Hooker into the system. And um, I, I said to myself, yeah, he he won't be ready week one, week two, week three. And, and lo and behold, he was ready week two. But they put him on a snap count. And uh, But the few plays that, that he did made in a week two was remarkable. Right. But I, I truly believe, collectively speaking, that the Cowboys played that part right. They did. Uh, they, they played that part right by allowing him to slowly insert himself into the game. They did. And uh, yeah, JT says, let him hang. So this year, I think that they would truly let Malik Hooker let it hang. Uh, roles on this team. If you guys look back, I know some of you guys didn't realize that he played so much close to the LOS inside the box, juxtaposed to plan at that free safety. Um, the way he played down inside, I think that they looked at his physicality. There were some plays, if you guys can rewind, right, and rewatch it, there are some plays that he remind me of Troy Palamamu, right? So close, getting there, jumping the snaps or what have you. And I'm not saying that he is, but I'm saying that this is something that we've been missing. The last time we seen a 28 play that great was Darren Woodson, right? Do anybody want to debate me on that? That dude looked good out there, you know. And there was only a spoonful of reps that he had. So heading into the 2022 season, I can literally see I can literally see Hooker plan the DeMonte KZ's role, right, as the free. And they do Malik Bell of what Malik Hooker did last season. I'm not trying to usher out Donovan Wilson. I'm not. I'm flat out not. But I can tell you, that there will be a spot for safety on this team, and it could be Bell. They talking glory of Bell, and we will find out in the next few weeks, can Bell answer the bell, right? <laughs> and can Donovan Wilson 
show up on time. Uh, uh, look, be on time. <laughs> look, be on time. <laughs> because that's what that was some of the things that he had issues with being on time and, and then being accountable for practices and things like that. And I'm not throwing any shade at my guy Donovan Wilson. It's just that sometimes your first impression will be your last impression, right? And he had to find his way to get out of the doghouse, right? And then he found himself back in into the good graces, but it was too late. Coaching staff says, shoot, we got a six foot four, 232-pound J. Ron Curse. He's not giving that job back to Donovan Wilson. And every single interception that Donovan Wilson had, believe it or not, like Ripley's. You let me find my button over here, you know. You know, every I can't find it today. Here we go. I don't have it anymore. Here we go. Every single interception Donovan Wilson had was when he was playing at free. Right? So we have a good problem with this team because at one point in time, we was looking at J.J. Wilcox and Jeff Heath as the end-all, be-all, right? Stephen Parker in 2020 as a guy that came in for a cup of coffee. And we was like, all right, cool. <laughs> Those are our safeties. Now we have uh, a battle of good guys, right? And we felt comfortable enough to let DeMonte KZ See the uh, the free agent uh, situation. Uh, yeah, see, Nick said, yeah, Wilson is not getting his spot back. So the camp battles would be, uh, and my surprise guy, uh, let me see what we got over here. And my surprise guy is is this right here, Cowboy Nation. It, it's Malik Hooker for the 2022 season. Somebody asked me on Instagram, who, who will be your surprise guy? Who will be the guy that you see that the Cowboys – we used that would surprise everyone. And I said, man, it, it, it's just that hooker. No, I ain't talking about what's on the streets. I'm talking about what's on the field. That Malik hooker, he would be my surprise guy. Uh, somebody get lit up. Jay Lombardi, you're right. So my, my, my groove is this right here. It would be your starters. And I, I thought I should have. Let me see if I can build a plane while it's in the air. Um, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to build a plane while it's in there. Y'all watch this right here. No. no I'm going to build a plane while it's in there. I'm going to roll those highlights there while I build a plane while it's in there. I still talk to you guys. That's what we're going to do. Uh, appreciate you, Owens, uh, for the nine ninety nine for your mind. Appreciate you. Says, what's up, law? Let's go. Cowboys, much love. Yeah. And the phone lines are open as well. So uh, I try to keep that consistent, too. So if you guys want to call in to change my mind or something, we can do that, you know. Uh, but I'm trying to feel, trying to build something right quick. I'm gonna build it up right quick while we talking, and that way I give you guys a visual of what's going on, Cowboy Nation. Um, and here's another thing. Like I said, this team. Here we go. Where we at? No, I don't want to go there. I want to go here. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all take a look at Malik Hook and all what he was doing. And and for anybody who kind of like want to talk about the quote unquote, the quote unquote um, Parsons not being the fastest, you, you, you out of your mind. Parsons is that dog that you have to say to yourself, man, 
at the end of the day. Let me see if I can do it. Bam. We're going to jump back over here. Follow me right here. Plus this right here. We're going to go with uh, Windows Capture. Building it while we in the air. Y'all bear with me. We're going to go here new. And we're going to go to. I'm. I'm. <laughs> I'm orchestrating. I'm trying to get this thing going. Uh, screen. Let me say screen. Okay, bear with me, Cowboy Nation. Boom, 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 boom. And bam. And I'm almost there. Look at that. Almost there. Bam. We're going to do it like this. Done. And we're going to make it cute for everyone. Dallas Cowboys. Stretch this thing all the way out. See, I, it didn't take me that long. Did it take me a long time? Can you guys see the lineup? For the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. See. All right. So with that being said, that's on the offensive side, but I want to go to the defensive side. All right. Let me see if you guys can see the defense. Okay. You see how they got it already. The free safety being uh, Malik Hooker. Okay. This 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 would probably be your lineup. These guys been on on the money for the last few years anyhow. And when I say this, <clears throat> Malik Hooker, J. Ron Curse, that's your strong safety. And then let me see if I can go right here. Yeah. And then Parsons, your Will, Van Der Esch, your Mike, your Sam. Whoa, Sam <laughs> is uh, Jabril Cox. We hoping that Jabril Cox can elevate his game and be out there for the 2022 season. We, we hoping that Jabril Cox can step it up. That's the guy that if all is well with the injury or what have you, recovery is not an injury now, it's a recovery, with the recovery that he can step right into this role and be that guy. If not, the battle will be of the battle for Harper or for Luke Gifford. But if my money has served me correct, it will be this six foot four, two hundred and thirty-one pounds, Jabril Cox, who, who pretty, who is pretty good, by the way. And then, of course, in certain packages, you will have your boy J. Ron Curse, who is six foot four, two fifteen. I said two thirty earlier, but. If you look at it, I think he's more like 220 now, 225. He ain't 215, trust me. All right, so uh, the Cowboys, these guys as an impact guy on the safety aspect and linebacker, this guy, 28, will be the quote-unquote starter, six foot one, 212-pound Malik Hooker. I think that he will find a way to establish himself with the good graces and everything. And I can't wait to see this uh, it, underrated or not. I think that he will bring a lot to the table. Cowboy nation. Uh, let me show you guys uh, this, this right here. They got Fowler as the starting guy, defensive line one, which, which was, would be the right end or, or right edge rusher. What have you Gallimore. Is your uh, pretty much for this particular de defense, your one technique, I mean, your two technique. Well, hey, wait a minute. They got this all backwards. Ain't no way. Well, then again, that could be right. They need to swap this side because right beside uh, D-Law would be Gallimore as the three. 
and Watkins as the uh, quote-unquote one. But they got this one wrong. But neither here nor there. Shout out to this particular site. This, the, the number three, that's his number, Anthony Brown. We looking to see whether or not KJ, Kelvin Joseph, can take over that spot. But it's his spot to lose. But let me show you uh, the nickel concept. The nickel concept would be Parsons and Van Der Esch as your two linebackers, Fowler, Gallimore, Watkins, Lewis down over here as your nickel corner. I, I would look at it like this, Cowboy Nation. I don't think that this formation is how they will, will align themselves, by the way. I'm so much looking at Van Der Esch as a guy that the Cowboys really need to uh to to examine and i'm not beating them up or anything uh and, and that's just my thoughts of it and far as these two interior guys i think that osa may just may be that guy that everybody say to themselves you better watch out for him um that's just just how i look at it cowboy nation and i could be a thousand percent wrong but i think that osa will be that guy uh brian broder said yesterday cox look cox good to go for the first day of camp any news on your end og we'll find out <laughs> we'll find out in a few weeks but if broaders broaders is there and he got more visual aspect than me then i i take broaders word all the way to the bank i ain't finna go back and forth with him you know <laughs> that's not my angle there uh i i hope that he will be really ready to go. I hope that he can continue. I, I really think that the Cowboys were, were planning on planning on uh, starting Jabril Cox over Keanu Neal. Keanu Neal was that bridge guy last season. And injuries occur. And when the injury occurred, it set back everything. It did. Um... It did. It flat out did. Let me see. Shout out to you. LV is a guy that the Cowboys need to replace. Laugh out loud. Um, LVE, to me personally, is an old wait and see situation. Why? Why, Law? Why is he an old wait and see situation? Because this one thing right here, this one thing right here, we heard Parsons speak glowingly of him right in his previous interview that could be tongue-in-cheek but now it's time for us to see will he be able to step up right when when the when the pads are on and these sorts of things um shout out to you ruglock appreciate you for jumping in if the cowboys have a defense then y'all will be scary uh this is from fernando uh, if the Cowboys have a defense, okay. I think the Cowboys do. You know, um, I think that the Cowboys defense elevated last year. And I think that they will continue to do so. Archer in ESPN does fine work. He's got some thoughts about the Cowboys that they posted today. And I just want to kind of run them by you, read his, and maybe you guys here. can comment on. And they they kind of did this on the division. So, But we'll just focus on the Dallas Cowboys since that's our team here right now. Yeah. He's seeing this most intriguing position battle. 
Mm. He thinks that who will be starting opposite CeeDee Lamb as Michael Gallup works his way through rehab on his left knee Chris. in the summer. James Washington, Jalen Tol- Yeah. Let me see. If I, I don't think I got it on um, mute here, but bear with me, Cowboy Nation. We got somebody on the phone line for your mind. 972, you live. What's up, Ma? Hold All on. participants are muted. Now I can unmute you. Go, you live now, fam. Talk to me. What's up, love? Nothing to it, man. Talk to me, man. I, I have a phone line all the way open, bro. So talk to me, man. What's up? Hey, man. Uh, again, man, like I'm at work, man. I'm enjoying your show, man. Appreciate enjoying it. Appreciate it. Your show. Uh, I was going to ask you about the actual inside of our defense, man. We're also in Gallimore, man. Like, Hey, what you think some boys is going to do down there, man? Like, think, do you think that they can work in a combo as far as, I don't know, man, just what do you think about that? Um, I, 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 If you're looking at my screen right now, I think Watkins is the outlier. If, if it was oh. me, if it was me, this would be my lineup. Fowler, Gallimore, Osa, Law. That's that will be my lineup. Uh, I, okay. I, I, that will be my lineup. Uh, I I get it. Carlos Watkins, unbelievable year last year for him. Far as far as of what he uh, brought to the table in his best season ever. But I, I'm trying to kick him up out of there. And then when it's time for the, for me to stop heavy run pursuits. I really will will examine John Ridgeway, Big Bo, and Watkins. Those those were my big boys, right? But but I'm leaving out of here with Fowler, Gallimore, Osa, Law. But we rotating those guys too, by the way. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. What about Mr. Ridgeway? <laughs> Ridgeway? Yeah. Ridgeway, look, we will know in, in two and a half weeks, right? You know, big boys like that, you know, hot-tempered. We will see if he's ready for it. And the craziest thing is my true analysis of Ridgeway would not be into preseason. That's the, that's the unfortunate thing because they really can't hit each other, right, in practice. And, you know, you really can't sack the quarterback. Maybe we can talk about some fluff about him pushing some things back. But I will get my true assessment, at least in preseason. And um, I I just think that right now I got Gallimore over Ridgeway. But in the pinch – in a pinch, I I would love to see some type of of rotations with this. Oh, yeah, man, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, all I have, man, like, I got to get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, man. <laughs> I appreciate yeah, you for calling I'll in, fam. I will be listening. <laughs> no doubt, bro. Salute. That's a good job, man, from him calling in on his job, man. Uh-huh. Uh, let's go with it. That's good stuff, man. Real, Really good stuff. And, and let me see what you guys are saying about that. And and here here's my thoughts with Sam. Sam, oh Sam <laughs> Williams. I really look at Sam Williams 
as a pass rushing specialist, right? And they can utilize Sam Williams as a pass rushing specialist to give Fowler a spell. Don't forget about Doris Armstrong. But I'm going with my levels of experiences first, and then I'm sliding in some of my younger guys. But Fowler, it's Fowler's job to win and lose, right? <laughs> but I truly believe that the Cowboys would give the nod to Fowler because he just got more experience. And then down the line, you would see Sam taking over that role or Dorrance Armstrong taking over that role. That's how I look at it. And there's no shade or knock at Big Bo or Ridgeway. But they got to earn their way, right? Um, <clears throat> Gallimore and Ridgeway, either one is more of a big body for the interior needed. Yeah, yeah, you're you right on the money with that, uh, uh, C. Appreciate you, C. Uh, we have somebody else. Man, y'all are on it this this evening now. 209, what's on your mind? What's going on, Law? Man, it's your world. Talk to me, man. Man. I'm just glad that we got a new type of intensity and environment with right. the defensive. Mm-hmm. I swore, like, not really the locker aspect, even though there's new people in heads, but yep. I just like the fact that not everybody's job is safe this season. No. I don't want nobody's Every- job to be safe. Nope. Some, some out just to keep their, you know, fair into the share. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think we'll be fine this year. But I was thinking more about what was your output on uh, our defensive side compared to last season. Well, there's two things. That's a two-folded question. Last season, we was coming off of the historically bad defense. No, No Cowboys defense ever gave up that amount of points. And we was going into the area of the unknown. There were some uh, wholesale changes, and I, I really think that this year the the process, the program is already there. The people that was kind of like one foot in, one foot out is already out, and I truly believe that this year's defense, uh, everything, they already know what is expected. You see, last year they was fi- trying to find out who would be the green dot guy, but for this year they already know who's the green dot guy. You see how that goes? Yeah. Yeah, so so this year I think that the defense will be uh be be a whole lot better. Have a better, faster jump to it. Yeah, I think we're going to have a faster jump, a little bit more uh pep yeah. in our step now. We got a little yeah. bit more younger guys. Yeah. yeah. But I just still got a soft spot for Donovan Wilson even though he got Malik Hooker and uh Deron Curse ahead of him, but still I still love the guy, you know. Yeah, that's that's a good problem to have, you know. Um, <laughs> I mean, you 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 as strong as your depth is, and there's a situation with packages that the Cowboys got where all three of those guys can play on the field at the same time. So, uh, the the most athletic guys that we have, the better we are often, and and I truly believe that the Cowboys will figure out a way to to put Donovan Wilson in there and to give him a few snaps as well as Hooker. And J. Ron Curse. It's just that J. Ron Curse is being stingy with it, man. <laughs> if you want to blame anybody, blame J. Ron Curse, man. <laughs> J. Ron Curse, human last season with that uh, interception, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and put it like this: J. Ron Curse played so well and so good that all of the other thirty-one other teams didn't buy it. You're right, right? They was like, ah, 
That's a one-off. Because everybody was guessing because you came from Detroit and they're like, Lions? Yeah. What did he do with Lions? And all of a sudden he comes with us and everybody swore. Everybody loved Jaron Christmas. Yep, yep. So that's just how it is, man. Nobody, look, yeah. the Cowboys, the only team that bought bought into J-Ron Curse because he was on the market for a long time and everybody else said, nah, we ain't touching that. That was a one-year wonder situation. So J-Ron Curse got much to prove to anyone else, right, but himself, of course, but he got much to prove that, hey, this wasn't a one-year situation. I am a top uh, 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 safety in this league, and, boy, the Cowboys got him for dirt cheap, if that's the case. Yeah. Yeah, but I appreciate you, man, for calling that. Thing. Go ahead. LVE situation with the one-year contract. Because mm-hmm. like you said, everybody's knocking on his door with all these rookies. And yep. Mike, I already have his spot in there. So I don't know. How you, how do you feel about LVE? Just a little quick summary before I go. He got a he got one of the biggest roles on this team. The quarterback of the defense will always be the, uh, the Mike linebacker. But they didn't even entrust him to be that. They they looked at that and said, okay, we're going to give it to J. Ron Curse. So when you look at LVE and, and his responsibilities, all I can sit back and think of is this with LVE. Let me put up his, his highlight clips right quick or his tape. It's, damn, we missed the pot, man. We missed it. Why we couldn't have this defense now we insert Sean Lee, right? <laughs> but 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 that's just how the thing goes, man. I can only imagine Sean Lee with Parsons and everybody, you know, if we can have a healthy young Sean Lee, right? But LVE is a guy that got one of the biggest roles on this team, and it's his job to lose. It's his job to lose, but I truly believe that he got the green light to, to play lights out this year, but he also got the fair warning that they're looking to replace him. And all of the 31 other teams don't even look that didn't even look at him. Think about that too. They didn't even care for him. Just like they didn't care for J run curse. They said, man, you know what? We don't want you because he signed a deal for $2 million fam. Come on. <laughs> Two million dollars, man. If he a former first round draft pick. So man, I remember writing the draft. I was like, damn, I hope he's good as they say he is. Right. But man, we'll see this upcoming season. I'm not gonna bang on the door for nothing until I see it again. Because that part that he showed us the SF playoff game, he gave me hope from. Yeah, and and that's what I, I if I'm a betting man, his agent went to the Cowboys front office and talked to Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones and said, the last few weeks LVE is the new LVE. Mm. (laughs) And uh, my client is willing to play for that uh, uh, $2 million contract to prove all of y'all wrong. But this time, next time around, he's going to, he's going to ask for the world. So you're going to get this one cheap deal out of my client, but the next time around, he's asking for the world. And Cowboy said, okay, prove it. <laughs> yep. So I appreciate you for calling in, fam. No doubt. Good call from you, man. You, you as well, man. Um, 
That's my guy, man, from the 209. Um, and, and, and this is me. I'm not picking on LVE, but that's that's his role right there. Uh, being the uh, quarterback of uh, this particular team, uh, he's far off from being compared to Brian Urlacher. And I'm not – put it like this, so that people won't think that I'm beating up on LVE. Trayvon Diggs don't tackle well as well, right? You know, he don't tackle well at all. <laughs> when you look back, I want you guys to look back at the Malik Hooker film that I that I just had up there earlier, and you will see that Trayvon Diggs, he don't he making that business decision, right? He like to let the player or the opposition get inside of his frame, and then he raps and he try to pull down and these sorts of things. So. But you got to have other things to compensate for that. And what I'm saying is that we don't see that out of LVE. Hopefully, Cowboy Nation, this can be the green light for him to step up and say, you know what, Law, you're wrong. <laughs> like I was his uh, freshman year, right? Uh, from the 803, Coach Marv, what's good with you? Law, <laughs> no, man. Whenever I see you, man, I'm going to sit down. I'm buying your beer because you really know how to show off the face, man. Because you like, hey, 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 man, we, you know, LVD, we don't think, you know, we hope he do what he, he, he's going to do. But like you said, they said prove it. You don't tell people to prove it and then tell it to his job to lose. <laughs> <laughs> you say you say prove it and prove you it. win the job. That's what you say. <laughs> so. Oh man, you, you know you know they 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 don't like LVE. They love him. You know I I, yeah. I watch if, if if you go to his if you go to LVE's Instagram pages. He got a sponsor, and, and, and he got a sponsor with rifle companies and, and handguns and shooting stuff, and, and that's the Cowboys' way, man. They love it, you know, so I, I can see yeah. he's getting the sponsor dollars. What other linebackers you know they're getting paid $2 million, they, they got a sponsorship deal like that? See, I know, and see, I know there's a whole lot of stuff that goes along with yeah. it, but, but you, again, these are the type of things you can't do to jeopardize your team, and and I just don't hope that this this limits Parsons or makes Parsons try to overextend himself where he can have a true running mate will make him better. Right, right. Then right. try to make him try to overcompensate and burn himself out. Yeah. Because he, he don't feel he has that 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 Robin with him in the middle. Mm. You know, Batman and Robin. So yeah. that's what that's what I felt about that. But look, hold know, hold on, Coach B- before you get to that right. point though. Who, who, right, like, you the coach of the Cowboys, day one, who will be your mic? Day one? Day one, who will my be your mic? My mic ain't on the team yet. Oh, okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go over no rookie. My mic is not on the team. I need okay. to be a veteran. Mike in there that's got some, he don't even have to be a pro over. I just need a guy that, that I know is physical. Uh-huh. That I know knows the game, and then he's going to play better because he's going to have a juggernaut of an athlete beside him, which is going in his mindset is going to help Parsons, and Parsons' athletic ability is going to help him. Mm. But he's got to be physical and he's got to be attacked. 
because mm-hmm. Parsons is going to disrupt. I need a, a true cleaner upper. I don't need no guy that's going to be standing in the same spot letting Parsons run by him. I yeah. need Parsons to, to disrupt, uh-huh. and I need this guy to clean it up. Yeah. And, and, and know how to clean it up. And coach, if you if you have the ability to look on my screen right now, you see exactly the issue with LVE. And I know we normally, and I don't have time to go through all of the other stuff, but somebody can take a screenshot and do that and go over it. But and we don't use PFF grades, but this very telling though. Can, can, can you see what's on you the screen right cover. now? You see what happened? Not can see, but. Yeah, yeah, twenty eighteen. But I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you see, you see the decline, he's right? A cover two linebacker. Yeah, he's a cover two linebacker, and he was taught in the marinara system and all that to not let people get behind you. They right. have depth, so right. their first step is backwards or stand still. Yeah. they don't attack the line of scrimmage. Yeah, and when you have good defensive linemen like we got now, if you don't attack the line of scrimmage, I don't care how good your defensive linemen are. You still won't get gashed in the running game. If your linebackers don't are not aggressive, you can have great defensive linemen and still get gashed. Yeah. But they have to be they, they work at the hand. Great linemen, great these linebackers, they maul people because mm. they, they attack. And, they, mm. and, and the defense line will allow you to be aggressive. But if, if you look at most of those things on LVE, the reason why because he's never coming forward when he makes the tackle. He's never coming forward to meet name to the tackle to meet the running back before they get ahead to see him. He's catching blocks. He's yeah. never moving forward. Never. Mm. He's always moving sideways or backwards. My and you goodness. can't play linebacker like that. Yeah, so, but I wanted to make a point. I don't know how y'all felt about the – I didn't get a chance to talk to you yesterday about the uh, uh, about the, the, uh, the free agent. We said, he said that you know, Vaughn Miller said that he didn't, right. he didn't right. sign him. Right, right, right. And I knew Cowboy fans was all that, but I had to think about something. Mm-hmm. Talk to me, man. And I mean, this may have been said to you, right? Mm-hmm. I had to think about it. Is Von Miller, we know about the Rams, don't mm-hmm. we? We know what Rams do about yeah. keeping their free agents. Right, right, They right, pay right. big bucks. Yeah. If you're able to play and you're going to get them to the next level, they, they don't have no problem kicking out the, the paper. They didn't show you that over and over again. Mm-hmm. So if the Rams see something in their day-to-day working with Von Miller right. and the Denver Broncos see something, which they went and signed Gregory, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So if they see something in their day-to-day working with Von Miller mm-hmm. that shows them that they didn't pay Von Miller, right. right, why would we go out to get just a few flash plays because that's, just don't get enamored about him in, in the Rams and say, well, he got deep and say, if you, most of them are just a few splash plays. Okay, I'm, I'm Why would we pay big money for a few splash plays and hurt the development of a group of guys that may give us those same splash plays, mm-hmm. but give us a little bit more? Yeah. And we spend a lot of money because if the Rams didn't pay you, and you know how they kick out money for the deal we top, and they didn't mm-hmm. even replace it with nobody. They, yeah. didn't, they didn't sign no other defensive lineman. Yeah. They just said, we're going to let him go. Now, 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 let me say this, Coach. Uh, I, I looked at that. I actually did. Uh, I, I was like, well, uh-huh. what did the Rams do last year with Von Miller? What did he do? What was his production? 
what did he brought to the table? And when I and I said, man, I don't want to do any film analysis on it, take my time and go through it. So I actually just went and watched some of his sacks. And then I looked at some of the games or what have you. And I should have I should have copied it and uh, posted here. But he did have 60 pressures, nine sacks last season and over 25 hurries. Um, Floyd it was it Leonard Floyd. He had 12, 12 sacks last season over 60 pressures and um and, and over 20 I think over 23 hurries all of those things coach to also contextualize Aaron Donald who had 86 pressures unbelievable stuff right and double digit sacks but but here, here here's here's my here's my final punch here's my final punch and I'm gonna post it here here's my final punch the Cowboys only had one person to have over 60 pressures. And you already know his name is Parsons. He had 67 pressures. No one else had north of 45 pressures or even close to that. So, the, you know, I'm with the mantra of defense win championships. These rascals had three guys with 60 pressures. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, so, uh, or north of 60 pressures. So that that was the situation for them last season. But they they, they kind of knew that Von Miller was there only for a cup of coffee, and uh, it was time to part ways. They wouldn't well, give him that big contract. Because they had to pay, they just paid Ramp. They just paid, uh, they just paid, remember, they just paid uh, Aaron Donald. They had to know that they had to pay yeah, with, Aaron with, Donald. The Rams did. Rams went to six with eight. See, Rams, are playing football on the right level. They got yeah. everybody thinking that you need linebackers and all this. First yeah. thing we look at, we look at how how pass defense. And I've told people, if you if you if your first thing is grading a, a middle linebacker is pass coverage, mm-hmm. then you don't know nothing about football. Because right. his pass coverage, the only person he can make God one on one is a swing out the backfield mm-hmm. running back, and that's it. Everything yeah. else is gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's nothing else. So if, if he gets a one-on-one with a running back, and that's still not a good situation because he got so far to come to guard that guy. So, yeah. But the Rams went and did one thing that they felt that they was weak at, and mm-hmm. that might be one of the reasons they got rid of they let Von Miller go. They yeah. said that, yes, we got enough pressures. We can get enough pressures. Pressures is not what we need. We need to stop the gap. We need to stop the team to give us problems in our division, and we need a middle linebacker. And we need somebody on the edge that can shut this run down so we can make sure San Francisco don't be beating us no more. Hey, hey let me let me pull this up. You see, now this is <laughs> I, 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 I just pulled this up. And this is their current roster now. Them rascals got the, the rascals went and got Wagner. And and they and Wagner, believe it or not, would have been the secret sauce for the Cowboys at that mic. Wagner, Wagner would have been like we wouldn't even be having this conversation right about now, and oh, they they, man, they you know what Wagner could have done with with done for Parsons. Oh my man, god, he would have made Parsons. Oh, what he would? I ain't just talking about this. You know his mind and all the stuff that he's been through and learned how to figure out after his athletic ability has weaned and what he has seen on great defenses, mm-hmm. Super Bowl championship teams, all that experience. Pushing it into this young buck and his creep and his 
Man, this is how you build a monster <laughs> with mentorship. You don't put, man, you don't put lions in the, in the, in the, with the hyenas. Right. You put them in the cage with other lions. No doubt. So that's what, that's what I'm saying with, with Vaughn Miller. I just think that with, with, with the Rams and with our team, I wanted to say this right quick, Long. This is for everybody in this right quick. I think sometimes we over-exaggerate. We had a twelve, and, and, and you know, Coach don't you know, drink Kool-Aid all the time. Right. But we had a 12-5 team last year that didn't get dominated maybe one game. And I told you during the halftime of that game that I think that was more of an overconfident. We walked in there thinking that we was better than what we were. And we walked into the Denver game and, and got punched in the mouth. Yeah. That happens. It, it, that happens in football. That was a trap game. Right? Okay. And, but we even got a team that didn't get dominated. None. We have a very talented, good football team. Right. And we, some places we are being underutilized, and some places we are not expressing, pushing our talent to what it needs to be physically. Right. But we got a good football team, people. And this team is not because of lack of talent. I asked you one time on one of your shows, Law, and I should ask you on this show, if this was, if, if Bill Belichick was coaching this team, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, even the guy that's, uh, uh, out of Pittsburgh, right? Right. Was coaching this team. Would we be clamoring about every little free agent that comes up or trying to get, or would we be so excited to say, man, we got enough? Well, there there would be a, a better evaluation uh, of of the guys that's on the field. I don't think that we will be talk, having this conversation about questions with LVE or questions with certain players on the offense because the coaching will elevate that. I I, I we truly would trust be, we would more. trust that we will trust our coaching more. So that that's my whole defense to the defensive side. I, I think that uh, Dan Quinn has earned the right to uh to to have the wait and see approach now as far as the offense that is my major concern of uh the wide receiver that's what i had the conversation about the wide receiver dilemma you know uh week one wide receiver is not know. a dilemma to me law talk to me gonna be, isn't a dilemma. talk to me if you use tony Pollard, where you need you your wide receiver to be all pro because you would have to your wide receiver to get room if you use that that demon this coming out of the backfield, you match him up once, he's bumping his head on the goalpost, you even run him out of the backfield of any pass pattern, he's going to open up underneath room for your wide receiver to run any route in your world because you're going to have to crowd Tony Pollard. No if you utilize him there the right, correct way, C.D. Lamb and whoever on the other side is going to benefit. If you run him on the same side as C.D. Lamb, it'd be almost impossible to double C.D. Lamb because you can't dedicate one guy out there to say, oh, you're going to tackle Tony Pollard and overfeed him. 
that yeah. ain't gonna happen too often. But 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 now and we talking about now now we talking about the worlds of philosophy. You know, uh, I just don't think. Uh, I was going. I was having the same common sense. It's, it's common sense, but I was having the same conversation with uh, West Coast. He, he hit me up uh, on uh, Twitter when I posted the aspect of drops, mm-hmm. right? And he was with the mindset that uh, uh, CD Lamb dropped the ball a lot, and, and technically, uh, this is something a narrative that's been pushed out because he's CD Lamb. Uh, far as drop rate. Jamar Chase have the same amount drop rate, right? Or even Jamar Chase dropped the ball more. I mean, drop. What's the drop rate for uh, uh, my man Debo Sanders came around here out of South Carolina? I watched him twelve the whole time. Twelve. He had twelve drops, man. Uh, he averaged two and a half <laughs> drops a game. So, but 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 here's the thing. It's it's about how it's a, it's about the reason why. Put lady, let me put the camera back on me there. The reason why, <laughs> reason why 49er fans are not complaining as much because my brother do say they do complain, it's because of the coaching staff know how to utilize said Debo Samuels. But if he was here for the Cowboys, they will say, Man, 12 drops, four fumbles, man, that dude is terrible. That dude is trash. And then the four ladder, the three ladder, and the cricket ladder, everybody ladder would be talking about that he can't catch. Because we wouldn't utilize him the way we supposed to, you know. <laughs> That's the best way to say they it. They try to pick and they try to pick and choose. You know, someone always said, "Man, you could take a stat, you could right. take any stat, and make it look like you know, and make it look where you want it to look." But that's why I come back again to what I said about Cowboys fans to realize that you do have a good football team. No doubt, and coach. To to scrutinize your team as a football team and not as what the media scrutinize them mm-hmm. because. Their job is to get you off of, get you off on the wrong track. Their job is for them to try to hate the Cowboys and get you all in the ruckus. Mm-hmm. Twelve and five. If we don't go undefeated, right? That's not the end of the day. If we go eleven and six at the end of this year, only thing we want to do is be able to win the division and get in the playoffs mm-hmm. and let's rock and roll because I think this team will be better prepared to go in the playoffs this year because they had that taste of defeat last year. But in the past, we have gotten to the playoffs, and the next year we have flopped. So if we can put this, put another good year together mm-hmm. and get through the struggles of the season and have a good season, I'm not worried about the playoffs because then I know we didn't come in there resting on our laurels during the season. No but doubt. Lord, like I said, man, keep pushing your pushing your word, man. You know it. And this stuff, all these these negatives that that's uh, that's coming out about our players. Let the grass show it, but I don't care. If Lamb would have dropped 10 balls, we forget how many great catches he had last year. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he drop a, if he drop a couple of passes, oh, well, he can make he's going to make way more plays than what he's going to drop. And if it, if it comes to we got to scrutinize him for seven drops out of 100-some targets, then just listen Mm-hmm. We nitpicking that. Yeah, we nitpicking. So, so just like you said, and you brought up a good point. I'm gonna let you go, Coach. Uh, the, yeah. the year that Dez had his better season, he had double digit drops too. So, uh, <laughs> but it's, it's I mean, you win, you win, you lose, you lose, you win. You're right. Yeah, yeah. You win it. They don't say your stat don't look as bad. If you if you if we went to the, you could have dropped thirty passes. We went to one of the Super Bowl, you know they said, oh, C.D. Lane had one of the greatest years around. 
No doubt, Coach, man. I appreciate you, man. I can't wait to All see right, you man. in person, man. Appreciate you, Coach. I'm looking for that All beer, right, too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Coach. Yes, indeed, man. That's a good call from him, man. Um, Woo. A good call from a man. All right, so it's one thirteen. Uh, let's go with LC. You're live from the six eight two. How's it going, Law? Man, I can't complain, fam. Well, my call is about the Vanderish. You know what I'm saying? Vanderish, okay. Uh, yeah, you know I, I love Mr. Vanderish. If he, you know, we all loved him when he came out and he showed up. Right, right. But when he injured, I can believe it was a neck injury. Uh-huh. We all, you know, if we can get, if he can get that injury out of his head, because that's what's been playing him for the last two years up this last year. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I believe he goes show up and show out. You wolf on the wheel, show out. He just got to get that out of his head. And another yeah. thing is, though, Dan Quinn, man, I, I believe everybody want to push him to the head coach because I don't think that's that's his call. I think that defense is calling. You see what he did. Yeah. Now in Atlanta, they tried to push him as a head coach. Well, he was. And yeah. Looked, yeah. Yeah. He didn't look too good as a head coach, but he he thought he probably one of the best as a defense coach. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just want to get your thought in on that. Um. <clears throat> how about the Cowboys? How about him, man? Uh, I feel you, man. Uh, coach, coach. Coach Marv, he, he's saying that it's not his job to lose, but I, I feel like the, the way the Cowboys do it as far as the political warfare is it, it, it's, it's, it's even here on this chart line right here as him being the uh, mic there. But we will find out, man, because that role as the middle linebacker, you can't play around with it. That is the centerpiece of your defense. That's supposed to be the quarterback of your defense. And that's a very pivotal role. Although J. Ron Kurz uh, was the green dot guy, uh, I truly believe that everything center around, especially in this defense, right there is looking right at you, LVE. And we need for him to be successful. And if anybody should throw that, we'll be Dan Quinn. Uh, in all of his defenses, he had those linebackers flying out to the ball, bandy attacker, bandy aggressor, and uh, hopefully for the 2022 season, LVE can have a bounce back year. Oh yes, sir. I believe he. I believe he can. Yep. You know they said his uh, football IQ was pretty high. So I just I just think that injury, man, because this when it, it it played down to after he got that injury. No doubt. He got that injury, you know, it's like he's just stuck in his head. He's making a business decision out there on the field instead of playing his football game. Yeah, yeah. That's how I look at it. But but, but when you turn on the tape and you see this guy right here, let me pull him up. Hooker. (laughs) You see Hooker. Oh yeah! Oh oh I'm a, oh oh! Hooker, big Hooker fan. Man, Hooker gonna go down there, and put his nose down d- deep inside. You know, he oh. ain't gonna wipe it off. He just gonna leave it on there where it is, cologne. So that is what he gonna do. He he gonna make that hit. So he's not thinking about his injury. He's gonna play full speed. That's what we need to see out of LVE. Well, yeah, I just think LVE just that that neck injury scared him, man. I, yeah, I feel <laughs> you, man. That neck, man. <laughs> Because his whole game changed after that, you know. 
for two years his game time changed like he was making a business decision on the field. And we don't, as us as Cowboy fans, we want you to do what you did first. You put your head up in somebody. Yeah, you know yeah. We, we, we want that lay down low like that, you know. Lay it but down. I just see, I just, I just see where he, where he at, and now, he, now I believe him signing that low contract the way he, is, he, he got something to prove. No doubt. You know and, and, I think he's gonna yeah. get it all or he gonna get hurt. Yeah, you can't can't play scared. So hopefully, man, uh, no, no shade at LVE. Hopefully, man, he can turn that corner, man. That's what we waiting for, fam. I appreciate you for calling in. Thank you. That's God, man. LC, man. All right, man. You got your other guys. Y'all hold tight, man. I got to see what Brian Broaders is saying. And then uh, what we'll do is I got two people, man, that's waiting in the queue. Y'all hold tight, man. Let me listen to Brian Broaders. It's about uh, an eight-minute audio. So let's listen to what they got to say. Y'all bear, y'all bear with me. Tolbert, Noah Brown, some unnamed veteran pickup before training camp. Washington has their credentials as a former second-round pick by Pittsburgh, but caught 24 passes last year. Tolbert, a third-round pick in 2022. Needs to be a quick learner. Needs to stay healthy, by the way, too. Right. Brown has not been more than the number four in his time with Dallas. Prescott will have to trust whoever wins that battle. Any quick thoughts on that, on who would be the guy opposite C.D. Lamb? Uh, to start, I believe it's going to be James. James Washington. Yes. James Washington, Washington. man. You got to say it like James. that. You think so? And if he's healthy, uh, I, I think that the, unless – we have a Simi Fajoko that completely outperforms and, and outplays him. That's who they were trotting out there due to not having anybody else available. Yeah. But you, Much you, more likely Tolbert does it, though, right? I, I would think so, and unless they just really want him to play out of the slot, mm-hmm. where I think that he was very, very good in college, and he does look very comfortable. So, I mean, maybe they just like him in that role. So when they line up and, and they go three wide, Fahoko, a big-bodied receiver mm-hmm. who can win those contested balls on the outside, and he was very good at that at Stanford. Maybe they kick Tolbert outside. But, yeah, I'm with you. I think that their plan would be Washington. Real quick, though, I got an update on Gallup, by the way. All right, give yeah. it to me. And, uh, you know, because I asked, because, you know, me, we've been going to the OTAs and camps where we went, and I kept seeing, I'm like, man, this guy looks ahead of schedule. So I wanted to ask. He says, uh, my guys say, doing well, uh, but timetable lack, likely the same. Hoping that we're close enough to the final cuts, I want to keep him alive and not uh, have him remain on PUP. But they'll have to see. Yeah, I mean, the idea of being on PUP to start would be... That's six weeks. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. Hopefully that's yeah. not on the table. That sounds like it's a realistic Ooh. possibility to me right now. Yeah, and by the way, Jabril Cox, he's a day, day one. He's good to go at camp. Let's day, go. Day one. There yeah. you go. Appreciate whoever, whoever said that earlier. I think it was Lamar when you said that uh, uh, Brian Broder said something about uh, Jabril Cox being ready for day one of the camp. Still slowly work Jabril Cox in. Let him work the cords or what have you. Uh, don't brush him out there week one of the uh, training camp. Slowly get him in, involved. Uh, th- here's the uh, the projected starting lineup right here. Uh, as you guys can see, you got James Washington as one of the wide receivers. Inside the slot, you got C.D. Lamb, and, and that's a story of a different day if you think he's going to be the outside wide receiver, but he's projected to be inside the slot. And then on top of that, uh, you got Gallup, and we all know that Gallup, hear me out, Cowboy Nation, uh, uh, Gallup 
according to Brian Broaders, probably would not be ready for six weeks. So that's, that changed a lot of things around. And we're looking for Jalen Tolbert and Simi Fihoko. That's why I say strongly that after uh, the first, I would say after the third week of training camp, we would, we would definitely hear some type of news about the Cowboys picking up a veteran wide receiver. The Cowboys out of Oxnard is now bringing in such and such wide receiver to help out with such and such. I, I can't see it unless, unless Fy Fargo, TJ Vasher, unless somebody else step up so highly that, that gives you the situation whereas, all right, cool, I'm going to roll with such and such. But I'm about winning games. I get it. Development is something that we need. But dog it, I'm looking at Noah Brown, and I'm saying, look, I like what you bring to the table. I love it. But as a general manager, I need to replace you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> with, a, with a legitimate person that I know for sure can put fear on the opposing side. I don't think that a DV is, is any, any frame of mind of in fear of a roster with Noah Brown on the outside. And I'm not throwing shade at him. Washington and Lamb. Now, <clears throat> this is their projected. Then when you go here to the, uh, the the 12 look, of course, you see projected Ferguson and Schultz. You have your outside receivers like Lamb and Gallup. And, of course, Elliott will be your guy here. And then uh, you got Tyler Smith, uh, Tyron Smith, Tyler Smith, Biotis, Martin, and Steele. I truly believe that these guys right here are not going anywhere, right? I think that that I think that they got that right. I, I don't think that those boys got that any uh, uh, wrong right here, right? And big old question mark. That's a horrible question mark right there. Let me <laughs> let me make this question mark better. Big old question mark with this, right? But I, I can clearly see um, that could be the other tight end that wears 84. I did a film assessment on him, uh, Sean McEwen, right? And this would be Washington, JW. And put James Washington, if you guys can see that. Yeah, James Washington. So we'll find out cowboy nation I, I can't wait let me play the rest of this audio though you know let me let me play the rest of this one get out of there yeah let me play the rest of this audio yes okay okay but that's, yeah we'll, we'll have to make a circle back about this about the pup okay. stuff okay i just want to get that out there we're though. talking to him. all right i mean doesn't that affect how you would look at the team yeah like your, yeah. your second receiver yeah. for a third of the season or more like 35 percent of the season is out that's dog we we knew this when he had the surgery it's not surprising to us. Come on, Cowboy Nation. We look. I'm not. I'm not getting mad, but I'm just getting mad. You know, we knew this before the start of the season. That it don't matter how much they can say. Hey, he's looking good. He's walking around. We knew that, and we don't want the Cowboys Nation or Cowboys front office to say, "Hey, we're just going to rush him out there." 
to appease a certain fan. And then all of a sudden, it seems like uh, Michael Gallup is dealing with hip strain or calf strain in the second week. Hamstring issues. I don't want to sacrifice Gallup for one game against the against the Buccaneers to appease a certain people. You know, no. You make sure that he's healthy enough to take hits, healthy enough to run routes, cut on a dime, pull the ball out of the sky. Not look, Michael Gallup already had issues, Cowboy Nation, with concentration, drops. I don't want him to be trying to pull the ball out of the sky and worrying about how he's going to land, right? Slowly bring him about. Don't rush him. That would be rough. That's where you immediately go make a move, right? You have to. You make immediately. Well, you can go pick Unless up. it's a rebuilding year. You can go pick somebody up. But, yeah, and they've, they've shown, they've shown that it kind that of is. Yeah. So you're saying unless they go pick up some – sorry, I was well, – Gavin and I were having a moment. One of these guys off the street. I mean, you, you don't want to trade a five for Amari Cooper? <laughs> uh, I don't think Steven – I don't think these guys would want to do that. It's the cap space that they're worried about. You know, they're looking at having to eat Zeke's dead money, maybe Tyron Smith's dead money. You know, they, I just don't think they have the cap space legitimately to go out and add a player unless they want to change their entire philosophy yeah. for how they look at the cap. Yeah. Uh, rookie most likely to make an impact week one – and Archer says it's Tyler Smith. He no says doubt. if it's not Tyler Smith, something's wrong. At the very least, he needs to be better than their starting left guard when the season opens. Okay. Yeah. Well, yes, it's it's going to be Tyler Smith because I'm still on board. I'm not going to waver on this. He's going to start at left guard. But yeah. after what we just heard, doesn't it have to be Jalen Tolbert? Yeah. I mean, it's got to yeah. be. There's it a big to opportunity to, to do stuff that's showing up I like, on I TV. I like what you did there. You know, I like yeah. that, yeah. He's got to. He's got to step. I mean, he's got to be better than James Washington, right? Sure. Yeah. God, I hope so. I think it would be great. I think Sam Williams <laughs> think has an outside great. shot. Sam Williams, that's yeah. a really We're good praying. name as well. Yeah, because he's going to have really good. I think his opportunities are going to be really, really strong ones. Like his his opportunities, I, I, I find them to be extremely quality because... Demarcus Lawrence, Micah Parsons. That's who we're worried about. Sam Williams is going to get one-on-one blocks all season. Oh, yeah, that's a good yeah. point. I mean, there, there's just so many ways that a rookie can be sort of thrown off track by confidence or awareness or understanding of the playbook. It's difficult to project, and I think uh, Tolbert and Sam Williams are both going to be good pros, but usually it's going to take a year before it starts to show up consistently anyway in a way you could count on. Yeah, I'm surprised Todd didn't mention those other guys. I think you guys did a good job of catching that. Well, the the thing is, uh, the reason why Sam Williams have a better chance, put it like this: Sam Williams literally have a better chance to uh, to outshine Jalen Tolbert and Tyler Smith because of this one factor. There's not a pressure on him, right? There, there's not a lot of uh, things that you would ask Sam Williams to do. Sam Williams basically can come right on in and just rush the quarterback after Dante Fowler or Dorrance Armstrong played the first two quarters. You can literally bring Sam Williams in in the late thirds and fourth quarter. Just get to the quarterback. You 4-4 guy, get to the quarterback. Whereas Jalen Tolbert, he will be asked to do a lot of things as a rookie. Pump return, can you do that? Kickoff return, hey, we need you to slide you in in that spot. Oh, excuse me. We need for you to be 
the, the, the guy that can run out there on the field to be the second wide receiver. That's a lot of stuff on the plate. Now, granted, uh, Tyler Smith, you're looking for him to play every snap, every rep, all 65 snaps you're looking for Tyler Smith to do such. And if he's not ready to go up against the Buccaneers like that, he may have a sloppy first start. Right? So it is what it is. Because what you know, what's going to happen at right end? You know, that's that's another intriguing position battle to me, if you want to be honest. It's not impossible to be better than Dorrance Armstrong and Dante Fowler as a second round. Hey, man, I like Dorrance Armstrong. You wrote him a little hard there. I like him, too. You know, know Jerry loves him. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, I like him, too. He's he's a good part of your defensive line rotation. All right. I just want to make sure. It's it's not impossible, is all I said. like he slammed the guy? I said it's not impossible. I don't think that he slammed the guy, but I'm... Oh, jeez, what are you doing over there? Because I agree with Gavin on this one. I think Sam Williams could by the end of the year be a better player than Dorrance Armstrong. I Probably truly right. think right, so. Bro, I'll have your back. I'll put a Dorrance no, Armstrong no, cape no, on. No, 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 no. Put do the that. Dorrance Armstrong cape on and we'll do this don't thing. Don't do that. It's okay. No I'm, way in hell is Dorrance guys, Armstrong. You guys didn't like, like Cedric Wilson either. It's just, see that gotcha. Okay, you were all about yeah. Cedric well, Wilson. No, actually, got the, one. actually, the scouts convinced me on that one. No, I got a right influenced. There. It's more just belief in Maybe Sam. Maybe I should be working over there at Medieval's Times. Yeah, think about that. We got a lot of text on it. They say they're over there lifting weights and learning how to uh, act the roles and everything. Like it's Lifting a, weights? It's a big process. Yeah, like, uh, you know. Those, you just don't show up. Yeah, so that's 105.3 The Fed. You guys click that audio. It's right there in the uh, communication tab uh, for the full video and audio for 105.3 The Fed. 972, you live. What up, Law? This is Los. Los, man. What's hey, good, man? Out, yeah, shout out to you, Law. Putting work every day. Appreciate I it. I hope you keep on prospering. And some you. network better call you one day because <laughs> you are listening. Nothing but the best. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate it, man. Appreciate now, it. And now to say this, bro. This is my only uh, take on this, and I'll let you. I'll make it quick. So the Cowboys' problem has never been having talent on the field. We have always had talent, but it's always been putting the formula together. And I think this year is going to be a huge year for Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy to prove themselves not only to the Cowboys or any other team scouting them to have a chance to coach again. Right. Because it's not Tony Pollard's fault he doesn't get no touches. It's Big not CD's fault he's just running curls at times. Right. And it's not even Dak's fault because I still feel we still have yet to see the best come out of Dak. People forget, before he got injured, he was leading in most categories, passing yards, QBR, etc. And we just can't afford to play how we played last game in San Francisco. And I know you're still hurt by it, Law, Shoot. knowing you had to hear from your brother <laughs> bragging about his Jimmy G smoking on that Cowboys pack and making yeah. more NFC conference games and Super Bowls than the Cowboys in 20 years. Shoot, so, yeah. yeah, so that's all I have to say. So Kellen and Mike McCarthy have to put these offensive players or scheme to get the best out of their players, especially now that we have a premium of only having one wide receiver of CD. And now teams are going to have to, fo- or teams are not going to focus more on that. How are we going to stop CD one on one, or you know? And basically, we're not, we're not going to have the luxury of having Cooper and CD. And I feel like if Kellen Moore does not, you know, pick up his game and play calling, or Mike McCarthy doesn't pick up his, let's say so so called webos. That's how they say it in Spanish to say yeah. something. Yeah. Then you know we are in deep trouble because, mm. like I said, I'm. And honestly, Law, I'm really not worried about the defense because let's. I feel it's going to be 
the offense to carry the defense this year just so the defense does not get tired. Mm-hmm. And that's why I have a very, very, like, you know, I'm very keeping my clear eye view, as they say, on, on Kellen and Mike to see what they do this year. And hopefully they get together, get together because I'm not – Let's look, let's take a look at the NFC. The only teams that are you know contenders right now, or you know, let's say, is the Rams, Green Bay, just because they have Aaron. Uh, you know, just just teams, and I'm just saying we match up well against any team in the NFL. So why not right. let it be us? We just got to put it together, Law. And if we do, I mean, if we do, I'm not trying to call it early, or I'm not trying to be so you know, uh, how, how would I say it? You know, uh, damn, I forgot what that word. Dream, dreamy, or whatever. Right, 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 but right. I right. Feel, yeah, but I, I, I feel like if we have a shot to just put a formula together to, you know, beat good teams in the playoffs, right? Then we have a chance every year. But it's just going to be the coaching job to, you know, put it together. And you know, I'm not worried about Dan Quinn. He, he proved himself last year. What I'm worried about is our play calling for the offense this year, and I just want to get your take on that law. Oh, no no doubt, man. Appreciate you for calling in. Thank you, man, for your call. Yeah, good call from you. Um, yeah, everything is predicated upon uh, the coaching staff to get things right. Um, as far as the defensive side, like I told Coach Marv, and, and I'm telling you guys now again, is he, Dan Quinn earned the longitude and latitude of, hey, let him figure things out. Now, we as fans, there's an analytical side and a fan side. We as on the fan side, we're going to look at it and be like, nah, man, you need to get this dude up out of there and think of, think of how much better we would be with this guy, right? But from an uh, analytical guy, you can clearly say to yourself, we'll be all right on defense. We will improve. Now, from the offensive part of it, there's no doubt in my mind a lot of people have reservations on the offensive coordinator because if you pick up this same team to um, my uh, guy, Coach Marv, uh, defense, if you pick up this team and put in a different coach, Bill Belichick, so the world's Kyle Shanahan's, or uh, even Sean McVay, we wouldn't have these same levels of reservations. And mainly because... We know we got the talent, right? But the biggest reservation would be how can we scheme and utilize said talent? Once again, it goes back to the Ferrari philosophy. Just because I give the Ferrari to my kid, right, that's 12 or 13 years of age, doesn't mean that they know how to drive said Ferrari, right? But it is what it is, but... To another degree, Cowboys C.D. Lamb reached 100 career receptions faster than any wide receiver in Cowboys history, needed only 22 games, tying the running back Herschel Walker franchise record, by the way. Lamb has more receiving yards in his first 22 games than any player in Cowboys history. So for those who are out there literally saying that Lamb is not capable of doing such, I want you guys to pump the brakes and rewind to this conversation. Lamb did this with Garrett Gilbert, Ben DiNucci, Andy Dalton. He didn't have Prescott his first year, only for a spoonful of games. 
So let that sink in. He would have shattered every Cowboy record as relates to this if Dak Prescott remained healthy year one with Lamb. So I want you guys to contextualize this. I tell people all the time when I started this video, do not spoil what you have by desiring the thing that you don't have because at one point in time, the thing that you do have was something you dreamed for, longed for, wished for, right? So Lamb is out here doing Lamb things, and it's going to get crazy. And I'm not saying... I got to say this. I'm not saying that Lamb is not capable of doing more. But when we start to look at other wide receivers and how they organize their particular team, they are not taken away from their young prospect. They are adding two. The Rams added two Cooper Cup. They didn't take away. Right? The T. Higgins of the world's for the Cincinnati Bengals. They added to him, which Jamar Chase, who took over that role, right? Tyler Boyd was no one to sneeze at two over there in Cincinnati land, right? And when we think about even the uh, other wide receivers like the Tyreek Hill, we'll find out now on the clear outs or what have you of how the, the Dolphins is going to plan around him. But last I checked, Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, they still went and drafted uh, Nicole or what have you, and they tried to add to that. They didn't try to take away from it, if you guys get what I'm trying to say. So a team is a collective, not an individual, but you always need help. And this right, JT, you're live from the 2-6. Oh. Hey, what's good, love? Nothing to it, man. Talk to me, man. Hey, man, first off, let's get our seasons ready, man. About three weeks away from training camp, right? Yeah, you're about three weeks now. Going on two weeks now, almost. Yeah, right, two weeks. Go, yeah. We're going to really yeah. see how this young talent can play, Law. What you uh -huh. think? Say, say it again. I said, we're going to really see how this young talent can play, Law. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a young talent situation. It's an old wait and see. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, the first thing, and this is a question I brought up before, but I, I, I got to ask you back, Law. So, do you think that for the next few years in the draft that we'll start looking at more O-linemen? Offensive linemen? Yeah. Um, we, at this point, we still got a, a, a situation that we have to secure, and that will be left tackle or left guard, depending on how you make your assessment with uh, uh, Tyler Smith. I, I think that um, he, he may eventually – migrate over to being a left tackle and you still have a big voided area. I don't think that Matt Wellesco nor uh, Ball will be the uh, long-term solution there. I think that they should always still evaluate their offensive linemen. Right. And then you got to also plan, got plan right. for, for Zach Martin to, to eventually retire, unfortunately. Right. So wh one other thing I was wondering that, and mm -hmm. I kind of have seen this a little bit, and again, we're going to play a hybrid 3-4-4-3. Three, four, four, three. That's, kind of, that's kind of what we already do. But yeah. do you believe also that we should start addressing that inside linebacker position? Because Van, Van Der Esch, it feels like Van Der Esch is either hurt half the time or maybe like he's just a little uncertain. Like he, 
he isn't playing like at the level that he was like when he first starts to break on the scene. So do you do you think that like we need to also start getting maybe not a replacement, but at least like inside linebacker depth? You think? I think that they already did that. I think that that Damone Clark is a guy that they see for the future. Harper is another guy that's a gritty, grimish type of guy that they see for the future. Um, if not, then next year they they probably draft a linebacker in the first three rounds anyhow. So I'm quite sure that they'll put a Band-Aid over all of that. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is actually more of a comment than a question, but I really think, like, if, if the Cowboys are really going to be, like, the team that I think a lot of us feel like we can be, I really think that the, bi- the biggest need that we're going to need, we need to shore up that back end. And, and, and what I mean by the back end is, look, with, Trayvon Diggs and right. at least one of our safeties is going to be fine, but I do think, I do think we need to start, we need to start looking at the model at Seattle, but a little bit, in in the sense of we've got Diggs and we've got safeties back there that could be fine, but I do think we need to start, we do need to start looking at in terms of like what 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 can we do to address like some of the other needs we have as far as like either at corner. Like, cause Anthony Brown, I think is more of a three than a two. So I think we need to get a two, and I think we also need to see if we can get like maybe like a, a strong safety possibly. Because I think I think on the free safety side we're fine. What do you think about that, Law? Um, mm. you got I think two years with um with with Jay Runkers, right? And and you got two more years with him. I, I think that with the uh, with the hopes of what Malik Hooker can Malik Hooker can do this year, you okay with that? I think he signed another two year deal with him. Um, far as far as the future, uh, Marquise Bell is a big question. You know of whether or not he can live up to the uh, hype that we're talking about him on. Uh, that that is always a situation that the Cowboys tend to not to not focus in on, unfortunately. So I, I just see that down the line. What you're saying is, is is a good situation. The Cowboys may look into a safety next year as well. I, I don't think that uh, Izzy McComu is a guy that is going to be the answer or Tyler Cole, for crying out loud, would be the answer for down the years. But we'll find out, man. It's a big situation, whereas we will always have that big question to mark at is the uh, safeties and, of course, the interior defensive line. Well, yeah, and, and and that's the big thing because if you and and look, this, this may be an older model, but if you look at some of the recent teams that have won the Super Bowl, like one corner, and and this is obvious because it's a team game, but one yeah. good corner, or one good safety is not going to do it alone. Like he has to, ha- there's got to be somebody, there's got to be somebody that's supporting him. Like if you look at teams like the Broncos, the Seahawks, even teams like Kansas City, like originally when they had like Tyron Matthew, and they had some decent corners, like. You need more than one guy in your back, and that's great. Because if you only have one, they're just going to throw away from us. So we, we need to get more stars in the back end, if nothing else, to really help big to where even if he gets beat, there's still support back there for him when he gets beat because it will allow Diggs to actually, in a sense, be more aggressive. Yeah, um, just looking at what you just said, I think that the team that the number one defense in the National Football League last year um, they they focus and concentrate down inside, right? They got Gaines, they got Robinson to help out uh, Aaron Donald, who was the king on that defensive side. Uh, they had Floyd, who had 12 sacks last season, 
right? Uh, and he was yeah. a guy that was an acquisition for them to pick up. They got one good corner. Uh, Long Jr., he, he's a big question mark. He, he's like their version of, of uh, Anthony Brown, but, but, but not as talented. Uh, they, they went and got Wagner, who was who a king at that spot, as far as the, uh, the, the inside linebacker. Tyler Rapp is a guy that we passed up on, but Tyler, as uh, far as his career, he's a serviceable uh, safety, strong safety. Not, not good as it relates to speed-wise, but he make plays in the pinch. So he, he's a guy that I believe that the uh, Rams did. And then Fuller, he sits on the roof. He's a pretty decent free safety uh, for them, and he make plays and he get his nose down inside when they need to pressure. So, yeah, uh, if you want to go by that model, I think the Cowboys are right in the wheelhouse with that. Uh, I think that the Cowboys will will uh, do a, a, a good job of increasing on everything that you just mentioned. But the one thing that we need to have have to happen is the interior. We need to have that right. interior to do their job. Like I told Coach Marv, this team, the the Rams, they had three guys, over three guys to have sixty pressures. Sixty pressure, that's a lot, fam. Uh uh of right. pressure. And last season we only had one guy and his name was Parsons to give us 60 pressures so or, or north of that and everyone else were kind of far off but I appreciate you for calling in fam hey Law Nation stand up Law appreciate you man thank you good call yep. from you JT man Jared you know I appreciate him alright man we're going to rush through the other callers man I got to bounce uh, supposed to get ready to go see Thor today so we're going to lock conference it has been locked. Um, appreciate everybody for jumping in and being part of this episode by the way I got three callers and I'm going to make sure that these guys get uh, get the ball rolling for us we're going to put the clock game on so get, you guys bear with me we're going to find my clock game okay bam here we go so when that time is up, your time is up. So you got two minutes to spit with me. D. Shift, talk to me, man. Yeah, I think you're live now. Hey, what's up, love? It was good, dog. It was good with you. <laughs> yeah. Not much, man. Uh, nah, I just, man, was kind of looking at some things with Lamb. I don't know if I discussed this with you or not. Right. But uh, I, I was looking at some things, you know, as far as Lamb's concerned and uh, where his yak kind of stacks stacks up with the rest of the league uh there's some guy that brought us some stats uh caught my attention was um his yards after the catch like i, I think it was like per reception right um like with receivers with 100 or plus targets it's like third behind uh chase and right uh right, what's your right. boy cook cook, cook so yeah. um I, yeah so i mean when, when talking about that and you, you're talking about i looked at like kind of amari and amari uh, was like uh, it was like on ESPN or stats or something. And granted, you got tight ends and running backs mixed in who have less than 100 targets, right? So right. naturally, they're going to have a little more yak than the receivers. But uh, CD, relative to all that, was like 18th on just total yak, you know, not right. you know uh, taking account the, the receptions or the position. But he was 18th, and Amari was like 99th. Right. Um, and then so just kind of thinking of where's just to play towards C D strengths and I mean just thinking about that the Rams last drive uh with Cooper Cup and you knew the ball was going to Cooper, right? Right, right. You but knew it. Yep. And they, they couldn't stop it. They couldn't stop it. So I mean we just gotta kinda put Lamb in those positions, I feel. Um 
And I, I think there's more than one way to skin a cat. You know, not every team that wins the Super Bowl has three number one receivers or Big two facts. number ones and a a one a, a 1A or I mean a one B. You know what I mean? Right. So uh, no, I, I think the the what's overrated is the the hysteria of losing Coop, mm-hmm. um, and and it comes across as being disrespectful toward Coop, but um, it's it's not that. It's just. It's 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 like I say more than one way. So good talking to you, Law. Um, I'm listening and have a good day, bro. Appreciate you, man. Uh, just to piggyback off what he said, uh, he's right. You know, you got to figure out ways to to find the butter to put on your bread, right? Butter, bread and butter play. And the Cowboys uh, don't don't necessarily utilize the philosophy and the theory line. That, hey, we going to game plan this one entity and everyone else will be just the um, the pawns on the chessboard. They look at it like, no, we're going to utilize at the time Cedric Wilson or Schultz to be the target. And what what uh, my guy, the playmaker said when I did the uh, the interview of 105.3, the fan, I played the playmaker. He said that basically. You can't you can't win games by game planning for your role guys to be the superstar guys. There's no way that you can look at that 49ers game and say CeeDee Lamb was the focal point in that game, right? From, from Kelly Moore to only give this man five attempts, right? And I know that he only had, what, like two, two catches or something like that or only one catch. The other one was called back due to a flag, and I know you had a drop in that game. But you got to do more, right? You got to do more of game planning around your superstars. And you get what you get, right? Some people will look at it and say, hey, I got a deal, but it was a cheap one. And you're wondering why it don't last the length, because the deal that you got was an off-brand one, right? Now, I'm not saying that all brand stuff don't work, but collectively, you get what you pay for. All right, I got the 443. You're in the mix. You live. What's up, Law? What's up? Nothing to it, man. Talk to me. All right. You know history, and I know history. So let's put it like this. On offense, Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you three names. Calvin Calvin Bryant. Uh, Dave Meggett. Ricky Waters. Okay. Would you put Tony Pollard in that kind of in that kind of thing this year? Mm, yes and a no. Yes and a no. Okay. Okay. Defense. Now I don't care if CBS or whatever's on the sideline. I would pull Michael Parsons to the side and tell him, like they did Greg Lloyd, rush the quarterback. Yeah. Rush the quarterback. Am I crazy for that? No, you're not crazy for that. You know, he's the only guy that led the team in pressures. You got to put pressure to the quarterback, get the ball back to your offense. Yeah, I truly believe that. I mean, that was only that was all Greg Lloyd's job was. Right. Okay. But you say yes and no for Tony Pollard. The why you... reason why I say that is because those guys with the offensive coordinators knew how to – because when you think of Ricky Waters, it wasn't – end all be all with him it was concepts upon precepts and on top of that with concepts i just don't think that this particular coaching staff know how to utilize tony pollard like that 
for okay. my, for, for, that's just for me, you know. Right. Right, right. I, I mean, I'm looking at it as speed coming out of the backfield to catch the ball if you give him the chance. Right. I, I see I see what I you're mean, saying, though. I'm not arguing against yeah. that, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's all I was saying, you know. But, yeah, thank you for your time, man, and go enjoy Thor. Yes, indeed. But I can't wait to see it, fam. Appreciate you. All right. Go Cowboys. Uh, yeah. Boom. Good call from him. Um, and and just to, it'll be too long of a conversation for me to break down the reason why I say yes and no. But uh, I just say it like this, Cowboy Nation, or I see it like this. I truly believe too much is too much for Kelly Moore. He need to simplify things, get back to just running the football with power formation, right? And looking at this best way, and I hate using the 90s as this, the Cowboys offense in the early 90s with Jimmy Johnson was simple but yet complex. They knew the play was going to happen before it happened, and I get it, different era, but it was a simplified offense. It was, hey, strategy, scheme that was put into place to say if you are in this look, then my quarterback is going to take this pass, right? And if you are in that look, my running back, before you know where he's at, he's in the backfield five yards down the field without being touched. And before you can put a finger on him, you got you got to go through moves, right? And he himself is going to stiff arm you, right? So it was simplified, simple, but yet complex, right? <laughs> Oh my God! Sometimes you got to get back to the simple, the simple things, right, uh, fellas out there? Who you with your lady? You don't have to go give her the world. Simplify, run her bathwater, right? Rub her feet when she come off from a long day of work, right? Talk to her. Put your phone down, right? Face down, not face up. Face down your phone and say, "Baby, you know, I know you had a long day at work. Let me rub your feet for you, baby. You know, right?" It's not going out there to root Chris, getting the, the biggest steak that you can find, right? And whining and dining all the time. Simplify it, right? <laughs> Run the bath water. Put the, put the rose petals out. Fellas. Fellas, do this. Vacuum. Vacuum the floor. Fix the bed, right? <laughs> then you'll be knee deep into some stuff, you know? But you try to do everything else and wondering why you're not. Simple. It's just that easy. And that's right, Jay. Where are they? You're live. Jay. 267. <laughs> All right, man. Call back. Well, no. Well, you was the last guy. But. That's what the simplification is for the nation, baby. And I hope all is well with Jay, my guy Jay Worthy. Uh, but that's the end of all meetings there. Uh, let's go. End Goodbye. Meeting. Goodbye. Appreciate you, Jay, man. Just, just, just hit me up in the chat line for your mind. Uh, more doesn't have balance. You got to balance that thing out, too. Oh, you got to balance this thing all the way out. 
You do. Um, the Cowboys, look, to simplify my argument with this, <laughs> oh, my gosh, uh, uh, oh, my God, as Modius says, why face down your phone, law? Because when your phone is like this, especially like me, man, when uh, somebody sent a text message or a notification, it goes live and it light up your phone. Just put your phone face down. Face down your phone. Um, we went to a restaurant one time. And there's a game that you can play with your brothers and your loved ones. And you have everyone to put their phone face down. But the first person to check their phone, they have to pay for the meal, right? <laughs> but nothing is like distractions, right? You got to make sure that you remove the distractions, right? And uh, you don't have to have that in your relationship, right? You just remove it. Face down your phone so you can eliminate <laughs> to eliminate the distractions. Balance is the key. To simplify my argument, there was nothing super unique that the 49ers did against us. On defense, they dropped six, sometimes seven DBs, right? Rush four. Simple, but yet complex. Cloud all of the passing lanes, right? Give the Cowboys, the underneath. Demand them to run the ball, right? Simple, but yet complex. On the offensive side of the corn, we're going to run it at you. 50-plus times, seems like, right? We're going to limit the throws of Jimmy Garoppolo. We're going to make sure that we cloud the space areas. You know, I think I had it. Let me see if I can play this Malik Hooker deal one more time for those who who didn't understand, right? Malik Hooker. And, and it was, as we look at all of this, the ability of coming down and feeling, right? The aspect of doing all of those things is simple but yet complex, right? See tackle, rap tackle, bring them down. Be aggressive. You got the foresight, come down and feel. You got cutback responsibilities. Make sure you do that. Seal off. Do the things that simplify your game, but don't try to do too much. Right? Cowboy Nation, I really appreciate those who went and watched this episode with me. I thank those who part of the nation. Really appreciate you guys. David says, uh, phone vibrations on the table, you know. Vibration for the nation. <laughs> that too, right? Life is a unique one. People say, tell me not in mournful numbers. Life is but an empty dream. For a soul is dead that slumbers and things are not what they seem, right? Life is real. It is. And life is earnest. And the grave is not his goal. Dust I art, to dust returneth, was not even spoken of the soul. In this broad field of battle and bivions of life, Cowboy Nation, be not 
like a dumb driven cattle, but be a hero in the strife, lives of great men all. Remind us we can be heroes, we can be champions. You see, Cowboy Nation, because of the footprints of legends left on the sands of time. These things right here, as you guys write these words down, I really appreciate you guys so much for being part of this conversation that rules the nation, right? If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you, if you can trust yourself but leave allowance for their doubting too. Here's the most important part. If you can wait, and we've been waiting for a long time, but not be tired about waiting or lied about, don't deal in lies. If you can hate and see this hating and don't give way to hating, if you can feel the unforgiving minutes of distance run. My Cowboy Nation, we're going to cut this really short. And you have unlocked the true meanings of what it takes to be a champion. As the time escapes me, the thing about this right here, you can take a plant like I have right here in front of me. And see the death of it. This plant was dying. And I nurture it, care for it, and talk to it. And through my voice and the revelations of my mind, now the plant is growing. The growth. What happened? What changed? It needed to be nurtured, it needed to be taken care of. And it needs someone to speak to it. So I come here to tell you guys right now, this nation is growing just like this plant that I have right in front of me. These players are growing just like this plant I have right in front of me. Nature. Taking care of what they need. Watering. Making sure that they are rooted in a firm soil of their minds, hearts, and spirit. In a couple of weeks, we'll find out who took root. We'll find out who is getting the nutrients that they need. When it's all said and done, Cowboy Nation, and we'll be waiting because we are not fickle, right? We're not going left and right. We are already knee deep into this thing right now, Cowboy Nation. And I really appreciate you guys for tuning in for this episode. That's been my time. I really, really thank you all for yours. And remember, you're listening to nothing but the best. Let's go, Cowboy Nation. Let's grow. Let's grow, baby. Let's get it.
DC for life, not for short. Ain't that right, baby? Yeah. Roll those credits, baby. Nowadays, nothing really excites me. Only one of me and nobody's like me. Phone Shout out to everybody, man. Be sure to enjoy your weekend. I was off all this week and still had to do work. But I also work free, right? Cowboy Nation. This is the labor of love. I don't see this as work, of course. Let it hang. Thank those who called in. Thank those who donated. Thank those who shared. Sharing is caring. And if you're here and you're watching and you have not did those things, Shanti Sadiq, we appreciate you for your donation. Let's go. Shout out to your room. Glock. Yeah. Law. Nation. Come on, baby. All time. All time. Come on. Watch this verse right here. Yeah. Come on. I would never sell my only never. soul. Heard your whole team was for sale. Not all. Heard us on the market for the low. Who the realest we might never know. Yo, all this acting you can play a role. Give you the world when they sign you up. Try you out and then they line you up. Oh, now you look at hungry ribs and touch and need some Come food. on. Now you're all on live acting surprised but you was fooled. Boy get out the way it's been a day now you're old news. Now you got the pen and package. Let's get on out of here a little earlier. Appreciate everybody. One love, DC for life, not for short. Thank those all the way. Check out the website, lawnationsports.com. Come on. Shout out to you, Flo. Here it is, right there. Shout out to you, Corey Small. Did that for my guy Jay Worthy, man. Don't let the street lights hit you all alone. Them street lights hit the hell out of Monty. Monty! She said, you gonna flap the hat one more time? <laughs> 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 
<laughs> oh, man, it's the little thing. She simplified that all the way. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. God, it's too so funny, far, man. So far, if a paper crane can fly, then forever does If that hat can fly. Far, <laughs> so far. Oh, so can you flap far, the hat one more time? If a paper crane can fly, fly on, fly on, fly on, fly on, fly on. For Monday. <laughs> Man, that that is by far, you know, the the this this is by far Cowboy Nation, the most savage interview of all time. It got to be, right? It got to be. It's like she literally set him up for the punch. I guarantee you, she got Cowboys gear up under all of that. You know, she got to have Cowboys gear up under there. And she Fooled around, got a job in Philly, right? And she got that job, and, and and she said, you know what? Let me stick it to these guys, man. He was talking all of that stuff. Cause you just 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 analyze this one more time. Just analyze it one more time. We answered. I talked stuff. I thought we had it, but it goes to show you who's the better team. And I'm sticking. Cowboys. Watch that tear. The tear. <laughs> Eagles. I don't believe it. You gonna flop the hat one more time for the Eagles? Oh my gosh. Let's go, birds fly. Eagles fly. Still Super Bowl chance for now. She got to be. You know, she, that one tear, the one tear to fall off the face, right? You know, I, I, I would tell the ladies anytime, you know, if I can be anything in this world, I would be the tears that was born in your eyes. Lived upon your cheeks and died upon your lips, you know. But for the fella, for the eagle, you can't say that, right? So if it was any levels of humiliations, right? If it was any levels of of just being, you know, <laughs> in your feelings because you lost a football game, right? Had to be that moment, right? Somebody going to write that down and say to their beautiful loved ones, if I can be anything in this world, right? <laughs> but cry, eagles, cry. I love it. 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 Oh, you think darkness is your ally? She is a cowboy fan. She got to be. You have to be your biggest fan. And when things are really tough and they're really rough and nothing's working, but there's something inside of you that says, I just have to follow that. Because you don't know who you're going to be, who you're going to be, who you're going to be. 